0: If you possess the life of God, you may be heart-pressed. Remember that even though you have the life, you are not free from trouble. But trouble can trouble you. So you are heart-pressed on every side. But it says what? You are not crushed because the life of God cannot be crushed. Amen. You are perplexed, but you are not in despair because of the life of God. Because of the power of God that is in you. You are persecuted. But you are not forsaken because you've got the life of God. The life of God is your companion. You are struck down, but you are not destroyed because of the life of God. Amen. Now, the power of an endless life, that's what the Lord is speaking to us on, is at work within you, through you and for you. The power of the Holy Spirit And the word of God. The power of an endless life is the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. And I want you to see that very clearly. And uh, I pray that the Lord will give you understanding and will give us speed even as we conclude with this. The power of an endless life is the power of the word of God and the spirit of God. That power comes from the spirit of God and the word of God. Or the spirit of the word of God, the word of the spirit of God. Let's quickly read Genesis chapter 14. This is a story of um, Abraham coming from a battle, a battle with the kings, a battle with the kings. You know, just himself and his household fought against how many kings, fought against four kings, and uh, he was coming back from this fight or from this battle, and uh, a personality met him. The personality is Melchizedek. So let's read Genesis 14, 18 to 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem. What is Salem? What does Salem mean? Salem means peace. So for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, bless him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, then Melchizedek, king of Silim, brought out bread and wine. Then Melchizedek, king of Silim, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, God of Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God, Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand, and he gave him a tithe of all. Do we understand that? Abraham coming from the slaughter from the battle against the kings and a personality met him and the name of this personality is Melchizedek and Melchizedek brought to him what bread and wine and blessed him and he said God must I bless you and the possessor of heaven and earth bless you and Abraham gave him a tithe of everything that he received from the battle now let's link that up with Hebrews 7 8 for this Melchizedek talking about Melchizedek king of Salem priest of the most high God he met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him to whom also Abraham gave a tenth of all first being translated king of righteousness then also king of Salem meaning king of peace without father this man this personality without father Without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of year of life, but made like the son of God. Wow. Meaning what? He is immortal. Hmm? He is immortal. He is everlasting. This is God himself. If I say he is made like the son of God. He is made like Jesus. This is the pre-incarnate Jesus. He said he remains a priest continually. Verse 4 now say now consider how great this man was. Consider how great this man was to whom even, even the patriarch Abraham, even the patriarch Abraham gave a taint of the spoils. When you talk about a patriarch, you're talking of what? A great person. You know, the fathers that used to be. The great fathers. The patriarch. It's, it's, it's a high level thing meaning a great father. So, even this great father gave a tithe to this great father or to this great personality. Now, verse 5 says, And indeed, those who are the sons of Levi, who received the priesthood, gave a commandment or had a commandment to receive tithe from the people according to the law. That is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy... But he whose genealogy, that is talking about Melchizedek, whose genealogy is not derived from them, received tithe from Abraham, blessed him who had the promise, And blessed him who had the promise. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here, mortal men received tithe. But there he received them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Meaning he is immortal. Now, what can we do? Learn from this. What is the takeaway here? Two personalities. Two personalities. The first one is what? Abraham. Okay. The second one is what? Melchizedek. And one is mortal. The other one is what? Immortal. One is great. And who is the great one? Who is the great one? Is Abraham. And who is the greater one? That is. Melchizedek, one mortal and the other immortal. That's verse 3. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of years, made like the son of God. That is Melchizedek. Again, okay? One great and the other greater. That's verse 4. We see that in verse 4. It says, now consider how great this man was to whom even the preacher Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils." And It also says in verse 7, now beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Who is the lesser? The lesser is Abraham. The better is Melchizedek. The greater is Melchizedek. Now, one is blessed and the other is the blesser. Who is the blessed? Abraham is the blessed. Who is the blesser? Melchizedek is the blesser. One had the promise, one had the promise from God to possess the whole earth. The other, the possessor of heaven and earth. So, who had the promise to possess the whole earth? Abraham. And who possessed the whole earth? Melchizedek. Now, when the blesser, don't forget this, this is the lesson. When the blesser, the possessor of heaven and earth, wanted to bless Abraham, who had the promises? All he did was to give him bread and wine. Let me say that again. When the blesser, the possessor of heaven and earth, wanted to bless Abraham, who had the promises, who had the promises, all he did was to give him bread and wine, and that was sufficient, sufficient to activate the promises of God. Hmm? Did you hear that? When the blesser, the possessor of heaven and earth, wanted to bless Abraham, who had the promises, all he did was to give him bread and wine and that was sufficient to activate to activate the promises of God bread and wine what is bread and wine what is bread and wine tell me what is bread and wine bread and wine the bread there is what the bread of life Jesus is the bread of life the word of God is the bread of life what is wine what is wine the spirit the spirit the spirit the Spirit of God, the blood of Jesus, the life of God. Amen, you will think that Melchizedek would possess heaven and earth, would just give Abraham heaven and earth, would just give him the earth. No, when he wanted to bless him, he blessed him with bread and wine. Bread and wine will give you everything that you need. Amen. Bread and wine, the word of God and the Spirit of God will give you everything that you need and that is what Melchizedek gave Abraham. And that was sufficient to activate the promises of God. Now, this is the order of things. The promise is one, the, the first thing in line. The promise. The promise. God gave the promise of the purpose. And that promise of God was already given to you, every one of you, before you were born, in Christ Jesus The promise of God has already been given to you. Amen. Now, the blessing is the second thing. God also gives the blessing. And the last thing is the tithe. God is always the giver, the first giver. He gives you promises. Then He gives you what? He gives you a blessing. Amen. And you give Him what? Tithe. But He's not asking you for anything. He's not asking you for anything. He gives you, what? Promise. He gives you blessing. Then he gives you, then you give him time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you appreciate, if you appreciate what he has given you, the purpose, the promise that he has given you, if you appreciate that and you appreciate the blessing he has blessed you with, then you will give something back to him. You will give tithe back to him. You will say, I appreciate you. Amen. You know, thank you does not always show what? Appreciation. A thank you does not always show appreciation. Hmm? If you want to really appreciate, you will go more than just thank you. Because thank you can just be in the tongue and it's not even in the attitude. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we thank God. Because God is not asking us for anything. He is the giver. He is the giver. He is the giver. And when we receive his gift, when we receive life from him, then we give him back the life that he has given us. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Really, God is not even asking you for time. He's asking you for your life, to give your life to him. God is asking you to give your life to him. Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? If you have given your life to Jesus, then you see that he has given his life to you. It's an exchange of lives. You give your life to him, he gives his life to you